All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Uh, visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, former jazz player, recent retiree. He is Trevor Booker with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Trevor, congratulations on the retirement. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate that. Yeah, hopefully uh, checking in. Uh, your family, everybody okay? These are some weird times. Gordon and I have, have uh, kind of laughed a little bit about how we always say, how are you doing, just kind of in passing. And in today's day and age, we really mean it. Everybody doing okay? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just, we've just been at home, you know, just chilling. Kids still are in school, um, and they still get to exercise in the backyard playing basketball. So nice. we're finding something to do. So, Trevor, what's it like to retire from the NBA and be uh, be doing uh, the things that you're doing now? Um, it's great, you know. I get to spend more time with my family. Uh, my kids are growing up and they're in sports. Uh, so I get to, you know, check out a lot more of their sporting events. Um, and I get to focus on, you know, the next chapter of my life. Trevor, Gordon and I were talking about this uh, yesterday, and in your two seasons playing for the Jazz, it it seems like you really developed a bond with the fans, and it feels like that kind of goes both ways as we follow you online, of course, and through podcasting. Why do you think you had that bond with this market and this community? Um, I mean, they're just great people, you know. They, They really care about, you know, their community. They really care about, you know, the Utah Jazz. Um, and, you know, come where, where I'm from, coming where I'm from, you know, a small town in South Carolina, you know, that's how it is. Everybody knows each other. Everything is tight. You know, everybody loves each other. Uh, the community is close. And, you know, I get that feel, even though Utah, I mean, Salt Lake is bigger, you know, I still get that feel when I go out there. Uh, so, you know, they're definitely the best fans in the NBA, and I'm not just saying that. Um, but, you know, they, they make me feel, you know, special. Uh, when I played for the Jazz and, you know, and still to this day. Trevor, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, here I am trying to cover you as a Jazz player, and you're like my wife's favorite player. And uh, that, 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 was, that was just weird for me. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> she she appreciated the hustle, the, the strength, the toughness, all those things that you brought. And it's funny how one player can, can add a, a different component to a team and that that's, uh, that can spread around to everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. You know, I just try to go out there every night and lay it all on the line. Um, you know, that, that, that was my game. Uh, just leaving everything on the court, um, you know, so I can say I gave him my all. And, you know, I think the, the Jazz fans really appreciated that. Yeah. Trevor Booker is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, what was it like playing for Quinn Snyder? Uh, Quinn is great, you know. We still keep in touch to this day. Um, he's definitely the, the smartest coach and my favorite coach uh, that I've, you know, played for. Uh, you know, he's such a detailed coach, and I think that's what's missing from the game these days. You know, uh, you know, coaches, trainers, they, they aren't detailed. Uh, they give everything in a, in a broad spe- uh, spectrum. Uh, Quinn, you know, he takes the time out to, you know, really explain and break down everything, you know, that he's thinking, um, you know, <clears throat> on the court, just so we can see it from his perspective. And uh, that goes a long way, you know, especially with younger players, you know, just learning the game. And, you know, Coach Q does a great job of, you know, really helping them out and, you know, also helping the veterans out because 
a lot of the veterans that come to the team, you know, haven't been, you know, uh, coached that way, that detail. Uh, so he's actually, you know, showing them, you know, some new things. And I'm sure, you know, that some of the veteran players that came to the team, you know, can attest to that. Is there a natural respect that comes when you know a coach is busting his hump to tell you, give you every bit of information that he possibly can, and so there is a natural leaning to listen to what he's saying? Definitely so. You know, if you see, you know, anybody busting their butt, uh, you're going to respect them, you know, even more. Um, so, you know, um, just being a basketball player, you, you know when a coach is, you know, busting his butt and, you know, putting everything on the line. And uh, Coach Snyder was definitely one of those guys. Trevor Booker is with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What are you kind of planning on doing next, Trevor? We know you've uh, done some podcasting and that sort of thing. You getting into the media? Um, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, that's not in the plans right now. I thought about it. I thought about going into coaching. I'm definitely going to do something, you know, to stay around basketball. Um, I think I'm going to just take the next couple of weeks to a month and, you know, really weigh everything. Um, i got a few options, uh, a few ways I could go. But I'm going to see, you know, what opportunities come my way and then, you know, make up my mind from there. Where's home base going to be for you, Trevor? I'm here in Charlotte. Uh, that's where my home base is, and that's where I see myself for a while. Hmm. One question I had for you is, as a veteran such as yourself, what advice would you have when when a couple of players, like the situation with the Jazz, with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, if there is some kind of rift that comes up, some kind of divide, some kind of difference of opinion or difference of thought, whatever it is, we're not even sure what it is. But what advice would you have for those two guys to get back together to get it sort of together? Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think a third party, um, like a mediator, would be good in this situation because I'm sure you know they already tried to you know talk it out. I'm sure Rudy probably tried to talk to Donovan, and Donovan you know didn't want to hear it. So I think you know it'd probably be great if a third party intervened. And, you know, get one side, you know, get how Dunham is feeling, you know, uh, you know, and relay that to, to Rudy and they talk it through. Um, and then, you know, Rudy can really know how Dunham feels. And then, you know, maybe Rudy could write something to him uh, or whatever, put out a video to him, you know, um, you know, apologizing and letting him know that he, he recognizes now how he feels and, you know, that he really apologizes. Um, I think that could go a long way and that could – you know, at least start communication between those two. Trevor Booker with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Trevor, Gordon and I were talking about tough players, tough guys in the NBA, and uh, we were talking about how maybe this version of the Utah Jazz currently could use maybe a tough guy like yourself. But the way that the NBA is evolving into the, the three-pointer and the way it's it's um, refereed differently than it was, is the value of the tough guy or is the tough guy kind of disappearing from the league? Yeah, I definitely think so. You know, when I came into the game, uh, the tough guy, you know, they got, you know, a bunch of love. You know, everybody wanted a tough guy, you know, on their team. Uh, you know, but time, you know, as time, as time went on, you know, they changed a lot. And, you know, now it's, everybody wants to stretch three. Uh, I'm in a stretch four. Um, so times have changed. Um, I, was a, I was fortunate enough to play, you know, uh, both eras, and you know, I enjoy both. Um, but you know, 
being a big guy, a strong, physical guy, I definitely, you know, missed the, uh, the tough guy days. Now, Trevor, even though you were known as a tough player, around here, people remember the shot. The shot you made that was impossible to make, that nobody could make. However, you have yeah. said that that little, whatever that was, that bump or whatever that shot was, that you practiced that all the time. And that was something that you'd kind of mastered a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know particularly uh, practice that shot all the time, but I would practice, you know, shots just like that. Uh, so, you know, I've definitely, you know, tried that shot, you know, once or twice before. But, you know, I, I practice, you know, crazy shots like that before practice, after practice, uh, just messing around, you know. But, you know, I really try to work on my touch when I'm doing it. Um, and, you know, once that when sports board and passed that ball in, you know, I already knew what I was going to do with it. I was expecting him to, um, you know, uh, toss it up to me, uh, but that didn't come. So I went, once I saw, saw that bounce pass, I was like, it's a perfect, perfect opportunity. And, you know, if you look at the, the video again, as soon as I hit it, I turned around because I knew it had a great chance of going in, you know, just by feel. Um, and, you know, it, and it, it went in. Trevor Booker is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Trevor, you had uh, one of the best lines ever, I thought, after the Jazz traded Ennis Cantor and uh, you guys played him again. And, uh, you, you know, the gist of your comment was he got his stats but took an L as usual. You ever talk to Ennis after that? <laughs> no, I've never, you know, talked to him. I, I said, what up, uh, you know, playing against each other. You know, every time we played against each other, you know, we spoke or whatnot. There's no bad blood there. Uh, you know, I was just – uh, disappointed in his comment, so I, I stood up for the team, you know. When you look back on your career, Trevor, what is the absolute pinnacle? What is the highlight? What's the best memory you have? Um, honestly, I think just making it. Um, you know, if you had to look at the odds, you would have uh, guessed that I, I didn't make it. Uh, coming from a, a small town of 2,000 people. Um, you know, somehow I made it out and, and lived out my dream. Not too many people get to do that. And, you know, I was one of the fortunate ones. Well, Trevor, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. Again, congratulations on the career. Congratulations on the retirement. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Trevor. There you go, Trevor Booker, with us here on the big show on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone, and you know he I, sounds he sounds good, Jake. He does sound good. He yeah. sounds he sounds happy, mm-hmm. and boy, you know, still has so many nice things to say uh, about uh, Salt Lake and, and Jazz fans. Called them the the best fan base in the NBA, and you know it's it it's not a surprise though that Jazz fans uh, would I guess be endeared to him. I think he kind of. He kind of uh, has that personality I think the Jazz fans really like. Yeah, and beyond the personality, Jake, it's just not that complicated. It's not that complicated. I mean, do I need to give out advice to every rookie that comes to the Jazz like I did? Uh, who did I give advice to? Um, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, Ted Cruz's doppelganger. <laughs> Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. <laughs> how, how quickly we forget. But anyway, it's not that complicated. Go out there, bust your hump. You're going to make some shots. You're going to miss some shots. You're going to miss some important shots at times. But if you go out there and work your tail 
and dive for loose balls and play hard and stick up for your teammates and play team ball. Listen to Quinn Snyder. The fans are going to love you here. They're going to love you. Trevor Booker is a perfect example of that. I mean, he didn't do everything perfect. He made mistakes. He had his shortcomings. He had limitations. And yet people here remember him so fondly in just the short time he was here because he played hard. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's valued everywhere. I get that. But I think it's valued even more here. What do you think about his comments about the disappearance of the tough guy in today's day and age? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 there are a couple of ways of looking at that. One is that every retired guy says that. Yeah, that but was I mean, tougher back in the day. But there is this. There is a fraternization with the with the NBA nowadays. Every and I kind of like it a little cold. I like teams kind of giving each other a little bit of. I like sportsmanship, but I, I don't necessarily need to have everybody all huggy-buggy after games and whatnot. And in some cases, yeah, I think it's cool when I see players come over and talk with each other after a tough, hard game. But I, I in some cases, I think it's almost too friendly. See, interesting that I that I kind of read read that a little bit differently. Uh, I, I read it as you know, the way the game is officiated and the way mm-hmm. that the game is played now, the value of the tough guy is not as high as it used to be. Well, yeah, that's true. That that could be true. I mean, just well. think of you, you know, Harden gets tickled and they they call it a foul, you know, and he goes to the line. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just not the same as it used to be, Jake, right? You're just such you're just such a hard guy, you know, that you, uh, you, you it, does that bother you? Um, well, it I don't does. like Safe I don't it is. I don't particularly like watching James Harden play basketball. I get it, and he's really good at what he does. All right, sometimes that comes off overly critical. I just don't, I don't particularly like watching a player go to the line twenty times, and every time he gets fouled, you look at it and you go, "Really?" Because he knows how to play the system and game yeah. the referees. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I like, I don't like to watch that personally. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't either. And I've talked about that. You've talked about. It. I've written entire column about that. That uh, that kind of player abuses the game from a standpoint of forcing referees to to blow their whistle by seeking out contact. And uh, I think it is an abuse of the game because basketball's biggest weakness is the referees are humans. And it's impossible to referee absolutely correctly. Well, and it depends on what they emphasize, right? I mean... And when 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 guys like Harden... Since since the presence of a defender, and then find a way to throw their arms into that defender, regardless of whether that's the intent or not of the opponent, uh, I, I think it, it bastardizes the game to some extent and takes advantage of something, a weakness that is natural just because of the human nature of of, of the game and the way it's officiated. I don't like it. I don't like that part of it. Uh, on the other hand, if a player is truly fouled by a defender, I want to see the whistle blown, and I want to see it blown every time. Yeah. I don't care what the circumstance is. I don't care if it's first quarter, fourth quarter, two seconds left, whatever. Blow the whistle when it's a foul and be consistent with it. Well, and I mean, it doesn't matter who it is who's getting fouled, too. 
I mean, think of think of Jerry Sloan, uh, that kind of mentality, right? Uh, it used to be in the NBA, you know, if you come into the lane, we're going to put you on your butt. Well, you can't do that anymore. And even in, in, even if you try not to put them on their butt, they're going to fall over anyway, and you're going to get the call. Oh, you can do it. You can do it. You just can't. You got to stay away from the head. Well, you got to brace yourself for a fine and to be ejected from the game. <laughs> I don't think you could. You can rough somebody up without without knocking them to the floor. Yeah. 